pull on this computer. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, ladies. How is everyone out there on this beautiful Sunday afternoon before Thanksgiving, right? Can you all believe that we are almost, whew, that we almost at the end of the year before we know it, we'll be saying Happy New Year. I know. <laughs> so thank you so much. I know we're getting kind of a late start. I'm Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. You have joined us for Eight Queens Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. For those of you that don't know, I'm kind of moving a little bit slower. I, I broke my wrist recently, so, you know, I'm still keeping going with everything, but just running a little bit slower, so thank you for your patience. So, again, this is A Queen's Roundtable Show every second and fourth Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I bring on a phenomenal entrepreneur, and we basically just talk openly and honestly about entrepreneurship and just kind of where we are in that journey hoping to provide inspiration as well as, you know, education and tools and techniques of how to be successful in your business. So without further ado, I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Rolanda Sumner, and I am the CEO and founder of Life After Service Transitional Coaching. Um, and basically what I do is I help two groups. One of my passion is to help women veterans transitioning out of the military start their own businesses from scratch. And then the second group I work with are corporations and I help them retain their veteran new hires. Okay. Okay. Say that one more time. I, I know you work with corporations. You help them to re retain, retain their veterans that, that are new hires. Yes. And what, and what, what was the first piece? And I help women veterans transitioning out of the military start their businesses from scratch. Oh, wow. That is excellent. That is so, oh my God, that is phenomenal. Because I guess that, that we'll, and I know we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later, but that is a, mm -hmm. that can be a, a, a big transition, right? Yes, it is. It's a, it's a really big transition. So you know what? Go ahead and just, and, and I'm, I'm super excited to, to hear from you. Um, it's not all the time that I, you know, interview someone that is you're in the are you in the army or I, the, I was in the army I retired okay. in 2015 okay wow so it's not every day so I'm super excited but before we get into that let the audience know just tell us a little bit more about yourself like where you live if you have any children mm -hmm. if you're from a big family things of that nature um so I'm a mother um, a wife I have lots of fur babies um, I have a sister and a mom, but all in all, I come from a really, really big family. My mom is one of eight um, and, and everybody had kids. So I know what it's like to have like a little tiny family like me, my sister and my mom. And I also know what it's like to be a part of a humongous family and big family gatherings. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Um, Everybody had a side hustle, and then when the main hustle didn't work out, they started their own business in some way, shape, or fashion. So when it was time for me to start a business, and when I, I really got focused and was like, I'm going to start this business, I had a lot of support um, and a lot of encouragement. And it was, you know, this is my second business, but some people have absolutely no support from their family and i really can't speak to that because i had i had aunts and my mom and my sister and my grandmother and you know people in my corner saying no this is a great idea or this is what you should try or let me try your products to genuinely tell you how i feel about them and you know so so you know what that's yeah. great because you're right a lot of individuals myself included don't really have a lot of support at all. So this mm -hmm. is wonderful that you are here to be able to provide that type of support for others because that, that I mean, that could be, that you could be the, that changing agent that would make that difference between that person starting that business and just saying, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not able to do this. I'm just going to forget about that. You know what I mean? So I think the work yeah. that you're doing is so important. Thank you. Yeah. I just feel like when you're transitioning out, like you give... The years that you're in the military, you you really absorb the lifestyle. And it doesn't matter if you're National Guard, Reserve, regular Army, you know, it doesn't matter what component, you really mm -hmm. do absorb the lifestyle. It becomes a part of you. So you're more prone to give up your dreams or put them on hold or adopt your organization's values so you can serve 
the mission. But when you get out, you don't really know who you are without your uniform. You're trying to figure it out. So you're trying to figure out what you wanted before you got in and what your values are. And you, you have to work a job. Most of us have to work a job um, because you're used to a certain standard of living. So you have to support that and you have a family, but you really want to just work for yourself. You want to make your own rules because you've been working by someone else's rules wholeheartedly for so long. And it could be a little complicated because one of the misconceptions is women veterans don't want businesses. We just want jobs. And that's not true at all. We take a job because we have to feed the family, but many of us want, want our own businesses. And then it's nice to have where as um, service members, we're kind of codependent because we're used to having that ready-made support system right there. So when you get out, that ready-made support system may not be there. So I step in and I'm like, look, I'm going to help you with your mindset issues. I'm going to help you um, really figure out what's important to you and verbalize what you really want at your core, what your dream life is. So you can then start a business that accompanies or that, you know, shapes around what you want as opposed to the other way around. Then you find yourself having a business five years and you're like, I don't like this business. Right. It's nothing that I thought it was going to be. Right. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And I'm also there to say like, look, you're having a hard day. We don't have to talk business. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, help it. you with the next step. So that's where I'm better than the okay. SBA and SBDC. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. What, what state are you in? And is that I'm where, in, you, where you grew up? Or? No, I'm in South Carolina in the upstate um, in the Greenville area. I grew up in Boston um, and I didn't come down here until 2015 um, through the military. And um, I miss it from time to time, but it's really cold and expensive. And I've just really grown to love the South. Um, is, is it really? Now, see, I've never been to Boston. I know it's, you know, East Coast and, you know, I don't really hear too much of an accent. Um, but is it really that um, expensive to live there? I, I didn't yes. Okay. It is. Um, I didn't have much of an accent when I was there. And then when I came down, I kind of lost some of it because I've been immersed in, you know, the South and my okay. husband's Southern and, and such. Okay. Um, but it is very expensive. So a house that you would pay 150000 here, you'll pay like three fifty or $400,000 up north. Really? I didn't you realize. Do get, you get paid more, but it doesn't go as far. I didn't know that. I mean, because I, I, I mean, really expensive. <laughs> I'm in I'm in Michigan, uh-huh. and I've lived in New York, and I know mm-hmm. the the prices are very high in New York and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around it's around there. Okay. So okay, it's not as expensive as New York, but it probably feels the same as Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut. Okay. Now, while you're living there, you don't really notice it because you're used to it. Okay. But then when you come to the South, you're like, wait, how much is car insurance? That's it. <laughs> you're really shocked about car insurance and property insurance. And oh my goodness, I had gotten a whole entire house um, and almost paid for it in cash I because even, like I, I saved up all this money. Michigan has the, I've come to, I relocate, I'm originally from Michigan. I relocated back here uh-huh. in 2015 from New York, <clears throat> excuse me, from New York. Come to find out our car insurance here is mm-hmm. like the highest just just within the United States. That's ridiculous. Seriously? Right? I would have never thought. Me either. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I would have never me thought either. that. You know, but okay. So that's, so you're in the South. Okay, cool. Yes. Nice. So now is your business, is it strictly online or do you have like a physical office space? So I work from my home, as you can see, I'm like, I have to redo the room, but I work from home. Um, but then I travel to businesses. So my corporate side of the business, I work with corporations to help them retain their veterans. Okay. I will travel to them to, to do my work. Um, but everything else I do online or on the phone, mostly through Zoom or Uber conference. Okay. Um, and, you know, my clients like it that way because they don't want to have to leave their house and, you know, who doesn't want to have a coaching session in their pajamas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very convenient. I mean, just the technology today has really yes. made it possible to do this. And you can you can talk to anyone wherever they are in the world, you know, yes. so it's, it's phenomenal. 
And so, it's cost effective. And it's cost. Yep. There you go. And it's cost effective. So I try to, you know, I'm, I'm a social worker. I don't know if you know that, but I'm, I'm a therapist. So it's, it's, you know, it, it's just, this is a lot of fun for me, you know, just kind of really like, like getting to know the, the person behind the title, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so having said that, um, well, I don't know if you said it and maybe I missed it. How long have you been in business? Um, this business is a little over a year, almost a year and a half. My okay. first business was two and a half years. Okay. Okay. Nice. So let me just ask you a couple of questions. Okay. I guess first, I always like to ask, and we, I think we may have touched on it just slightly, but what is your, what would you say your main why is behind your business? Um, so my passion is to help veterans on this side of the fence. Um, because I, I, I transitioned out and it wasn't smooth. It was a little rough and it was rough in the sense that I was trying to figure out how to start a business i was really scared and i held off on an idea i had for years before i actually launched it and then finally you know circumstances were like okay you have no more excuses you need to do this mm -hmm. and it was rough on the employment side as well trying to acclimate to a new culture and not knowing the rules so i want to make it easier for other veterans particularly women veterans because we're kind of we're just starting to claim our hero status and people are just starting to recognize us as part of like the veteran community. Um, but particularly women veterans, I want to help. So regardless if it's, you know, me helping you start your business, which I really believe in entrepreneurship, or if you're like, look, I'm in the workplace and I want to keep my job. I, you know, I really want to help in those spaces because it's not easy when you get out. You're so indoctrinated into the organization. You're so indoctrinated. You know, everything is about the mission until you get out, and then it's not. Okay. So you could use as much support as possible from someone who's walked the walk and said, hey, I've gone through it. I made mistakes. Let me help you get through it smoother. So, what so that's you, my main passion. What made you decide to transition out? I was medically retired at 20 years. I had deployed and I had, um, I had developed some mental health and physical health issues and I wasn't medically fit to stay in the military. So I retired out at 20 years. Um, and so, it, and honestly, it was probably time because mentally I just wasn't into it anymore. Okay. Um, so that's, I, ha I had to leave the, the military. Okay. Um, some people plan, they're able to plan better for their retirement. Some people, they make a decision and they're like, okay, I'm going to take several years to transition. I had about a year to transition out, but I still felt unprepared when I got out. I was still kind of lost. Okay. Okay. You don't even look like you old enough to have, have been <laughs> in good like jeans. 20 years. Oh my God. <laughs> good jeans. Good jeans. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, okay. So that tells us a little bit about how your business came about and your why behind mm -hmm. your business. Now, just like, I guess more on a personal note, mm -hmm. what would you say your biggest challenge has been, whether it be, you know, professionally or personally? Mm -hmm. I would love to say it was external forces like lack of money or resources, but honestly, when it boils down to it, the concentrated part is it was me. Um, for a long time, I let fear get in my way of pushing through obstacles. And I had, I, I had told myself all kinds of stories about why I couldn't do something or why I wasn't good enough to do something or how come I wasn't smart enough. And so honestly, the bottom line answer was it was because of me. I got in my own way for a long time. Um, and I, I, it was necessary because now I understand what it looks like to be in your own way. And, and now I'm like, I will not get in my own way. If I find that I'm getting in my own way or if one of my coaches or my friends are like, look, get out of your way, Rolanda, then I know what it feels like. And I'm like, okay, I need to forge forward. But, you know, maybe even five years ago, I was just still in very much 
very insecure about my abilities and my intelligence and my capability to make a life that I was proud of and happy. And not to say I wasn't proud of being in the military, but Mm -hmm. a life that I designed that I'm like, yes, you know, I I did that. Okay. I lived in a lot of dreams (laughs) and little action. Oh, okay. A lot of dreams and little action. So it sounds like there was a lot of lot of negative self talk, I guess, and a lot of like yes that was going on. Okay, so absolutely. So how did you how did you overcome that? How did you how were you able to address that? Just I mean, I know probably was a mm-hmm. a series of things, but if they could just mm-hmm. have one one takeaway, how how would you say? Um, I had to want it. I had to want transformation more than I wanted to stay in a bad space, if that makes sense. Okay. So one of the things, one of the reasons I was medically discharged from the army is because I was suicidal through the PTSD. It was a very dark space. But when I was in that space, it was bad, but it felt good. Once I saw that, it, how it was affecting my family, I had to want to be out of that space and be in a much better place more than I wanted to not do the work. Cause it was a lot of work. It was like years of work and medication and counseling and, and all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm tired. So all in all, I had to want to be in a better place more than I wanted to just stay still and complain about it. So, and there were several things that happened. Like it was the realization that it's, it, I have to fix this. Like I, I have to pray and I have to use the resources at my fingertips and I have to forge forward when it's really painful. Um, I, last year I went to coaching school, IPEC, which was really transformational. Um, and it's after years of going to counseling and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I really had to face my own demons. Like, okay, Rolanda, you're telling yourself lies. Like you are smart enough. You're not stupid. Um, you know, you, you are pretty enough. You have everything you need. God gave me everything I needed to fulfill my dreams. And I had to continuously work on telling myself the truth, which is really hard because it's easy to stay in the space of victim. It's really easy to be the victim. And it's really difficult to get out of that space and stay out of that space sometimes. So bottom line, I had to want to be out of that space more than I wanted to be the victim. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And or should I say, I understand that. Okay. And you're right. It, it it is easy to to take on the victim mentality and to just kind of relish in it, if you will. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Okay. So I'd like to ask you now: How do you practice? Having said, gone through all of that, how do you practice? Ensure that you practice good self care. And this always comes up, and I think it's extremely important to actually talk about this and to really, you know, acknowledge the importance of it. So one of the things I do for self-care is I, I stay in tune with how I feel physically and mentally. Um, I, if I'm tired, if I'm grumpy, um, if, I'm, if I have like a foggy brain, I, I have to remember, okay, Rolanda, you need to get your rest. You're not you know, Gary Varanchek, you're, you're not going to be up 24 hours a day. It's just not your thing. Um, what, if I don't exercise and I need to exercise more often, more consistently, but I feel a lot better, um, more energetic if I'm moving, if I'm active, eating right. I love sweets and junk and stuff, but if I eat too much of it, I'm just not, I, I, I'm not at my best. And it's, all of this sounds really cliche, but for me, it's important because I can find myself slipping back into depression or my anxiety is more hyped up or, you know, I'm, I'm hypervigilant, like PTSD hypervigilant. And then I have to sit back and be like, okay, are you taking care of yourself? How is stress affecting you? Are you meditating in the morning? Are you praying? Are you journaling? Are you, do you need a nap? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need like to go that. to bed? Yeah, go lay down somewhere, you know, go sit down somewhere yes. for a minute. You know? <laughs> so I have to stay in tune with myself. And then I also have to be okay with when my family comes to me and they're like, are you okay, Rolanda? Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't take it personal. <laughs> right. 
you know what, just in case there's some individuals out there that may not really understand the PTSD, uh -huh. just in a, in, a, in a, just briefly, just, could you just let the audience know like what mm -hmm. that is? PTSD is post-traumatic stress syndrome and anyone who has experienced trauma firsthand or secondhand can have it. You don't have to be in the military. You don't have to be the direct, the direct victim. Um, but you do need to um, see someone if you're not sleeping, if you're having nightmares, if you're hypervigilant. And hypervigilant is like you can hear a noise. You can hear a noise that sounds like a truck, but now you're all worked up and you can't settle in. If your anxiety is bad, if you're not eating, overeating, if you're losing time, there's so many, look it up on Google. There's so many different symptoms. Just read the symptoms. And if you reach, you know, two or three of them and you're concerned, see a mental health professional because it's something you can't handle alone. It's so funny because, oh my God, you know, and, and just about every interview, this, this comes up, something in reference, well, we always talk about self-care and mental health, <laughs> mental health within the African-American community. And, you know, in terms of, and I, I don't want get, to get, you know, too off course, but just mm -hmm. in terms of not viewing it as a stigma and that it's okay, like you said, to acknowledge that you kind of wave, you know, wave the little, mm -hmm. little flag, a little, you know, saying, hey, I need a little help over here or not quite sure what's going on. Or maybe I, you know, I just need some help, you know, but. I mean, you went and walk around with a broken leg, would you? It hurts. Well, some. You some, can't walk well. Some of our crazy men would, but they refuse to go to the doctor, but. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point they got to go because they literally cannot tolerate well, the pain. hobbling into the doctor, you know. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm good, I'm good. Like, I'm good, I got this, I got this, you know. Yeah, but, no, I'm if just you have a heart condition. Yeah. If you have a heart condition, you're going to go to the doctor. Yep. You know, if, if you bust your lip because you fell, you're going to go to the doctor. Your brain is the same way. And the reason it's so important for you to take care of your mental health is because if your mind's not right, the rest of your body follows. Yep. There are more people who are walking around on this planet who have some type of mental health issue. It doesn't have to be major. Yeah. But it's enough for you to say, hey, it's okay mm -hmm. to get some type of assistance because it's your health. Just like your body, your your mind needs a professional who specializes. Like I don't really, I wouldn't suggest you go to a PCM for depression because that's not their forte. <laughs> right. That's not something they studied. So it's okay if you have depression or anxiety or something like that. It's, it's fine. Every Everybody goes through something. Right. And you know what? There's no and shame. I, I like how you said you, you gave those, those, those few symptoms. And I think even maybe something as simple as, you know, when people think of PTSD, they, they think of, you, like you said, you have to have been in the war, so to speak, you know, but there's a lot of things that, that people in, endure that can, mm -hmm. you know, be, be traumatic, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and everything is different for everybody. Yes. You know what I mean? And just e even something as simple as like not, not sleeping well. Some people mm -hmm. just kind of mask it by maybe taking a little drink at night or smoking a little weed or, you know. But that's the thing about of, it. Yeah, those types of things. They're, they're, they're self-medicating. Like, sleeping is important. One of the things I learned when I was, you know, just getting stable is if you're sleep deprived, your, your mental health isn't right. Yeah, you're going to be off. Sleep is, yeah, and mm -hmm. not everybody is optimal at eight hours but you need to get at least six and if you're not getting that much you talk to somebody you know i'm not saying i'm not saying anything against weed or or mm -hmm. alcohol i drink wine i know people who smoke weed and they're perfectly good people you know i think they should legalize it honestly but that's a whole nother topic right. <laughs> <laughs> but at, if you find yourself having to rely on those things right. just so you can feel temporarily stable there's some things you might want to talk to somebody about and it's fine. It's totally okay. Yeah. I, and I do appreciate you being, you know, open and honest about, you know, talk, talking about your uh, situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do, do appreciate that. So for the self, so we talked about the, the uh, self care. Mm -hmm. So now tell us something interesting about you, like, like something that, that people, that people might kind of say, wow, really? 
you know, what, what would you say? Oh my goodness. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Is that, oh my goodness, there's so much? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is really not that much. Like, I'm like, honestly, I'm a workaholic, right? Okay. I really put everything I am into my business and my family. Okay. So I am really absorbed with my family and then there's my business. And so when they're not meeting me, I'm really absorbed in my business. I have to practice actually taking a day off. So my business runs Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I do whatever I want. And I find myself working because I like it. So there's really nothing interesting about me. Like I don't really have any hobbies. No, no. Okay. I like movies. Like me and my husband love food and we like watching movies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But there's, I mean, really, <laughs> there's nothing okay. much about me. <laughs> okay. All right. So before we go into your topic, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? I would tell myself hands down to listen to my intuition. I ignored my intuition until I was almost 40, Mm, late 30s. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's something to it. Your gut, your intuition, I believe, is a gift from God. I think God is like, here is a pearl to you, and you can't explain what it's telling you. You just know it's saying right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And almost every single time I've ignored it, there was trouble. I did something I wasn't supposed to do. I said something I wasn't supposed to say. I didn't take a move or a step that I was supposed to take. And then was like, oh my gosh, how'd I miss that opportunity? And I would tell my younger self, hands down, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut. It never lies. Don't be trying to explain it, dig deeper. It just, what does it say at this moment? Okay, go with that. It's fine. You're going to be okay. Stop worrying. Yeah, I like that. And you know, same thing with me. I, I kind of just didn't really pay too much attention to it for a very long time. And I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not even sure what, what my stigma was, in, you know, why, why I did that. But, mm-hmm. but I, I did, I kind of ignored it for a very long time and accepting it and acknowledging it is like, was very freeing for me. Yes. Very freeing for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So your actual topic, your topic is called Act in Sight of Fear. Yes. So go ahead and talk to us about that. This is the thing. Anytime you have a goal, a dream, something you want to accomplish, it's scary at first. It, as a matter of fact, your goal is not big enough if it doesn't make you nervous. If it doesn't give you pause, you're not thinking big enough, Right. But then as when you start to grow as a person so you can accomplish this goal or be the person you want to be, your subconscious will tell you all kind of crazy stuff. The little person in the back of your head will remind you of all the mistakes you made, all the things you did wrong because it's trying to protect you. And so you sit back in that fear because you're like, well, maybe it's right. Maybe I, I shouldn't speak up. And Maybe this person won't like me. Maybe I shouldn't take that step. Maybe I'm going to go broke and lose everything. And my, I encourage you to act in spite of the fear because usually when the little person is usually like your little boy or girl is jumping up and down, acting a slam fool, it's because you're about to make a big step forward in either who you are, your business, some area of your life, consciousness, realization, something. And if you don't take that step forward, you're never going to make it to where you want to be ever, ever, ever going to make it to where you're going to be. So what if you mess up along the way? That's where you learn. Some of your greatest lessons are in your greatest failures, right? So who cares if you fail, fail, fail often. You should fail because you can't learn everything from a textbook. Research doesn't show you everything. Your friends can't tell you everything because sometimes they don't even realize what they know. So if you just sit in one place and you, you stop because you're like, I'm afraid I can't, you know, you telling yourself all these lies. If it's negative, really look at it deeply to see 
Is that wholly true? And if it is true, what can you do to move past it? What can you do to grow from it? But imagine what you could have accomplished. Imagine what you could have done in your life. And it doesn't have to be wealth or riches. Just imagine how hard you could have loved someone. You know, how, how, what a good mother you could have been, what a great student you could have been, what school you could have attended if you did not stop when the fear kicked in. So instead of seeing fear as a way to stop, See it as a sign that you are stepping closer to a new and unknown place in your life and in, in your in your subconscious, right? You're stepping in a new in a new place, and anything unknown is scary. It's normal, it's natural, it's okay. Don't stop there. Now, with that, that's when your intuition will guide you. That that little place in your 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 heart or your spirit where where God is like. And I don't care what God you might believe in, where, where your spiritual higher power is telling you, okay, pick up this phone call. Because sometimes your intuition is not going to give you these big signs out of the sky. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's something simple like, I don't want to go to this networking event, but I'm going to go. And then at the networking event, you meet the very person who's going to help you make a great presentation so you can land this big deal you know, or you meet your future coach or you meet your future spouse or, or something. Listen to your gut because sometimes your fear will tell you not to do something and your intuition's like, but you really should take that step or you really should call this person right now. It, use those two together as tools to move you forward. One of the hardest things I, I, I did in my, my first business was to be okay with failure. I remember being in my counselor's, counselor's chair just freaking out one day because I'm like, I don't want to fail. What if I fail? What if I lose everything? Then And she's like, so what if you fail? And it took me a minute. Like it took probably the breath of me being in that business for me to understand failure is good. It's good. As long as you learn from it, it's good. You know, naturally you don't want to do anything that's going to mentally or physically hurt you. But guess what? A lot of times when we think something's going to mentally or physically hurt us, it's really not going to do that. Like, oh, I can't run because it's going to really hurt. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to be the the first day is going to be the worst day. And then after that, it gets better. And if your your doctor's like, do not run, then you can walk. You see what I'm saying? Like exercise sucks at first and then it gets a little better. Starting a new business, doing something new is scary. And so inside your head, your subconscious might be like, okay, they're going to laugh at your idea or they're not going to take you seriously. Do it anyway. I'm going to bother people if I keep posting the same thing over and over and over again. Do it anyway. Yeah, you know you what? Know? Sometimes I have to, you know, and this is all just being open and honest. Sometimes I think uh-huh. like that too. You know, it's like I'll do a post and I'll think like I'll go to post it again. I'll be like, oh, people are going to be like, but she keep posting the same thing over and over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though uh-huh. I know that just because you post it one time, doesn't, doesn't mean, mean everybody, everybody saw, it. saw it. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, I mean, so. it, it happens. I say this because it's a talk I give myself on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, me too. Right? Me too. It, it, there's, like, I just had a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about how I didn't want to post on LinkedIn because I didn't want to look stupid. I didn't want people to ridicule me. And 15 minutes later, I was like, that was so dumb. Okay. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> You know, and I I had did a presentation with One Million Cups just last week. And I had written the presentation where it was really just factual. It didn't have anything about me in it until the last part and I zipped through it. And so when I was getting the feedback from the audience, they were like, look, we wish we knew more about you. You should put that first. And I was like, well, the only reason I didn't want to put it first is because I figured that they wouldn't care about about me until after I told them how I can fix their problem. And a couple of businessmen who had started businesses and sold businesses and invested, they had been there. They were like, no, that is what sells us on an 
on an idea, the person we're talking to. We need to know about you first, and then you go on to how you can fix, you, then you go into the problem, blah, 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 blah. But it took somebody reminding me of that. Did I know this? Yes. But I let fear get in my way, and I didn't do that. So it's going to happen. I'm not saying this because I'm pointing my finger and judging. It's a reminder. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay, because some I don't want to like I don't want to interrupt, but you know I, I have a I've been noticed I've been having little senior moments lately. I'll forget. <laughs> um, so I was gonna say that I don't know, and and I've I've come across this even you know with with myself as well as you know other people that I've you know other entrepreneurs I've spoken with, and I don't know may, maybe that's that's something about like us being women. It, it, I, I think it's some sort of a stigma maybe that's not the right word or maybe an uncomfortableness that we get in reference to tooting our own horn so to speak mm, you know what I mean? yes, but don't, don't you yes. come across that a lot it doesn't matter how many yes. accomplishments we we have and i'm not saying that you know but it is something that we struggle with honestly yeah. mm-hmm. it's something that we struggle with because as a society we're raised to be meek and mild and quiet and it's conceited or stuck up Right. Um, to sit down and actually talk about us and what we do on our accomplishments. And it's, it's something that is ingrained in us. We, I think it's something as women, we kind of, um, it's a default space. You know you should speak up. You know you should say something. Mm-hmm. But when the fear kicks in, you automatically go back to being quiet because you don't want to be a bitch. You don't want to be, you don't want to rub anybody raw. Mm -hmm. You don't want to cause any ripples and waves. And what I will let you know when I'm in my best is when I'm causing waves, when I'm speaking up and saying something, Mm -hmm. when I'm letting, when I'm opening my mouth, that's when I'm doing my best work because no one will know unless I say it. People can't read my mind, even in a relationship. Like I have to remember to talk to my husband because in my brain, I know how I feel. I know what's going through my head. I'm like, why can't you understand that? Because you didn't verbalize it, Rolanda. <laughs> you can't read your mind. Right. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. And with veterans, it's worse because okay. we're such a community that we, you don't, you don't brag in the military. It's all about the team. Okay. So even a commander's like, about it's that. about my team. You know, thank you, first sergeant. Thank you, platoon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so by the time you get out of the military, you're still in the team mentality. So when it's time for us to verbalize how great we are and what we do, it's difficult. Now we can write it down on an NCOER, an evaluation, an annual evaluation, but outside of the confines of putting it on paper so we can get evaluated, we're stuck. Even in our resumes, we're like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I have to write that down. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know what? That's a whole nother dynamic. I didn't even think of. You know what I mean? I mean, so it so so that probably makes it even more difficult. You yes. know, like you said, in, in terms of where, where you come in, in terms of that that transition, mm-hmm. you know, that being able to talk about your accomplishments. You know, yes. I, and, and you know, and again, like I said, I've I've never been in the military. I don't come from a military family, mm-hmm. and I hadn't even thought about that. You know, about how it's not. It's a, it's a team effort. Yes. You know, I and hadn't it, even thought about that impact. It's a paradox almost because we introduce ourselves with our credentials. Our credentials are on our sleeve. You know what okay. rank we are, you know, so you kind of know how much money we made, what we have to do to get to that rank and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get into a specific job and then we kind of just talk about what training we've had. So we can talk about our credentials because it's necessary to get the mission done. But when it's time to talk about our verbalize out loud from our mouths, what we've actually done, Mm -hmm. it's something more difficult because you just, it's, it's not socially acceptable in that space. And when it, the few times it is, it's like, it's very regulated. Like, okay, you can talk about yourself in these specific situations, but on a day-to-day basis, when you're walking around, it's the team because you literally can't pull this mission off without your subordinates and your leaders and your peers. But now is that the same for men too? Yes. Okay. Um, now men by nature will speak, will stand up and speak up more than women. 
However, you know, veteran men's, you know, suffer from that as well because again, it's about the team. Right. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. Wow. Whole 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 another dynamic there. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask you something else too. And see, I forgot. We were talking about hmm. see, I forgot. Your name is pronounced Ro- Rolanda. Uh-huh. Okay, Rolanda. Rolanda, see, I told you these are my little senior moments. <laughs> you know what I need to do? I need to have like a little notepad. Well, I can't really write anyway now. I'm left-handed. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. right-handed. So, but gosh, it was something else that I was going to say that while we were talking. Okay, so we're, we're talking about um, like the team effort, like not really talking about yourself. But what, what was the last... What was the last topic that, that we were, hmm, I can't I don't remember. Know, it was maybe, running my mouth. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll come back to me. But okay. were you, were you, well, did you have any, anything else that, that you wanted to share in, as it relates to, you know, either your, your own personal experiences or maybe mm-hmm. what you've experienced with some of your clients <clears throat> or, and may, maybe that'll kind of jog my memory and I can remember what I was going to ask you. Um, What I want to say, not necessarily towards my clients or what have you, is that now is the time for women, particularly women of color and African-American women in business. Okay. Because for several reasons. One thing is in the corporate space, space is still not really made for us to grow. More space is 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 made for us to advance than there was before but not at the rate that we want to as a community right because of that we have ventured out and started our own businesses and because of i guess the lack of advancement opportunities our creativity has kicked in and we found ways to fill voids that other populations who've had it easier have not found on top In addition to that, there's also a big push for diversity. So commercial and corporate and government agencies are looking for women of color, business owned businesses to receive services from. They're specifically looking for us. So if you get your certifications and you do whatever SBA, excuse me, SBA says, there's a, there's someone out there, some business, some organization who needs you, who's looking for you. You might have the same idea as someone else, but they'll choose you because your business, because of who you are and how you communicate and the connection they have with you. So if you had a thought about starting a business, if you have an idea that just won't let you sleep and you're really passionate about this idea, but you're afraid now is a great time to step out. Look on LinkedIn. Almost every day, there are several women of color, particularly African-American women, who are, who are being announced as presidents and vice presidents and CEOs in high-level positions that otherwise would have been given to Caucasian males maybe 20 years ago. There are women who are making millions of dollars on smaller businesses because they're create. As women, we are creative. You know, we we have to make food stretch. We have to, you know, find a way to love our husbands and our kids so they both feel like they're equally loved. Nowadays, we have to work. There's so many things things we have to juggle that creativity is innate in us. We are innovative creatures. Right. So if you have an idea, even if you're like, that is so stupid, or if someone comes to you and has the audacity to tell you that that will not make money, prove them wrong. How can your idea make money? Why is it going to work? Start taking on that, you know, the tenacity. Start getting kind of, not defensive, but, you know, in your face about it, even with it, if it's internally, like, why can't this work? Start asking yourself some questions as, as to how can I make this work? Because this is our time. We are making a big splash. We have a long way to go in society. However, when it comes to business, 
there are so many opportunities for women of color, particularly African-American women, to make a big splash and be ourselves in the process. Right. It's getting yeah, easier for, yes, it's getting easier for us to have our kinky hair mm-hmm. and to wear colors. We love, you, you know, we like to be adorned in our jewelry and our colors and it's easier easier for us to do business with all of our curves. We can speak the way we want to speak. We don't have to be corporate and have to be well-spoken to make a splash. Be you and get out there and start. Now you're going to volunteer at first because mm-hmm. you're not going to make any money. <laughs> right. But if you stick with it <clears throat> and leverage what's happening in society and in business, you can do some amazing things. Now is our time. Hop on a boat. Mm-hmm. There's now, enough you, for everybody. Now, okay, so talking about African-American women or minority businesses <clears throat> in demand. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, are you lumping nonprofit organizations in there? I mean, as far as like grant funding or are we just talking about I'm, private, more so in the private sector? I'm talking about both. Both, okay. There's opportunities <laughs> in both areas to to really do some great work. I don't know much about the nonprofit space, but I do know that there's grants out there for for um, if you fit in a diversity space. So if you can be a woman, a veteran, a, a woman of color, if you're diverse in some way, shape, form, or fashion, there are grant opportunities. There are grant there are more grant opportunities out there than people know of. You just have to do you have to let people know you're interested in grants, and you have to do some research, research, research. You have to believe that there's a grant out there for you. I'll tell you one off the top of my head. It's called the Amber Grant. Okay, I think it's with the Women's Net women's net or women's network amber grant that's for all women owned businesses okay. and they do a reward every month and the application is ridiculously easy okay um so there's opportunities out there regardless if you're a for-profit or non-profit you just okay. nobody's gonna just show up at your door and be like here's a million dollar check you have right. to do the work to get it but it's called the amber a-m-b-e-r uh-huh amber okay. grant okay if you get in a newsletter, they'll send you a, a notice every month right before they close out that month's okay. application process. And then at the end of the year, they'll have like one big prize for the people who've won throughout the year. Okay. Hmm. Wow. I have to look into that. So in, in closing, <clears throat> tell us or, you know, tell everyone like how they can find you or, and, or if there's any specific programs that you're, you know, now enrolling for, Mm -hmm. you know, like if they want to connect with you or they want to get like additional information Mm -hmm. on maybe the services you provide. Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Rolanda Sumner, R-O-L-A-N-D-E-S-U-M-N-E-R at Rolanda Sumner on LinkedIn. Um, You can also find me at Life After Service coaching.com. I, um, on the private side, I have a class that's called business launch prep school. It launches in January on January 20th. Um, I just had my live pilot go through and it's really going well. I'm also connected with another, um, another uh, course called emerge with Ariel Renal. And we partnered both of our programs together. So I help you get started. I give you the foundation of starting your business. And then she picks up and she helps you launch it. She gives you one-on-one assistance and she helps you launch it. And so we're going to both launch those programs January 20th. Nice. I'm, I'm going to type your web address in here. So you said it's life after. Life, life after service coaching. So life com. after service coaching after service coaching.com mm-hmm. let me say wait we'll have it in here and i can put it okay life after service coaching.com okay yes okay there we go okay so that is excellent wow thank you so any other uh closing remarks actually i'm a little interested about this dr seuss uh quote here <laughs> that you have <laughs> what does it say 
Okay, you're supposed to say today, but I took the T-O off in an attempt to clean it up, but it's today. <laughs> who are you? That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Okay. Right. So I, I commandeered my son's room and he's going to take my office and I just haven't dedicated the time to finish, peel that off the wall and paint. <laughs> So a lot like, of times okay. people are like, huh? Like, okay, we're in her office. Okay, she got a quote about Dr. Seuss. Okay. All right, you know. <laughs> that's that's cute. Okay. So I guess we can go ahead and close out then. Um, yeah, I was trying to think if I had any other questions, but that, I mean, this has been very informative. I've also enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much yeah. for, you know, coming on and just being open with us and sharing um, different obstacles and hurdles, I guess, that you've dealt with and, you know, how you have effectively dealt with it. And I think that your services are so, so needed, you know, and it, you know, you, you've really kind of opened my eyes to a lot, to, to, to a lot, to a, like a whole segment of popular segment of women that may need some additional assistance when it comes to starting up their own business in terms of, you know, having that extra support there, yes. mm -hmm. you know, so, but thank you so much for coming on the uh, show. Thank you for having me. And providing us with all of your knowledge and your um, tools and everything. And it's been, it's been so much fun. I've, like I said, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for having me. This was really, this was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And like I said, I had a lot of fun. So thanks everyone for joining us for Eight Queens Roundtable show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. I bring on a phenomenal entrepreneur and we basically, you know, just talk openly about um, entrepreneurship and just our journey along the entrepreneurial journey, right? And we share different, each guest shares different tools and techniques to help you be successful, you know, personally as well as professionally. So, with that, we will conclude. Thank you again. And also, ladies, leave any questions or comments that you may have. We will definitely, you know, reach out to you. And also, I have included her, her web address, lifeafterservicecoaching.com. So you yes, can definitely, you. you know, link up with her there. All right. So thanks again. And everyone have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. And everyone have a good holiday. And I will talk to you all again soon. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.